Follow us on Facebook at Off Script with Super E Podcast. Also follow us on Twitter at Off Script Pod underscore one. Off Script with Super E recommends listener discretion as these real but sometimes uncensored stories can be filled with mature content. Hello listeners, it's A-Train. What's happening? Super E. What's going on A-Train? You know, I uh, I'm sitting here. I'm a little I'm a little out of breath, a little sweaty. Uh, just uh, did, you, did you have to do a little manual labor? I did. Yeah, we uh, carrying stuff up from the basement for the neighborhood garage sale, and uh, got a little winded. Oh, having to carry up them boxes of tissues and uh, a <laughs> load of uh, Nerf balls. <laughs> yes. Yes, I gave my wife all the heavy stuff, and I was carrying like pillows. <laughs> uh, so, what are you? What are you up to today? Not too much. Getting ready to tell you a tale from way back in the day. Well, let's hear it. Well, this is when uh, Super E was actually a uniform officer, and shockingly, I was a training officer for new recruits oh, to God. learn how to be an officer on the street. Oh my God! Yeah, yeah, yeah. and then th- this. Uh, we were we had a little break from the rookies, and so I didn't have anybody riding with me. We had just taken the run. Looked up in my rearview mirror as we were sitting there, and I saw a car coming northbound. And I was like, "I'll make sure we're not in this guy's way." And then I said, "Hey, look at that! That's a '67 Buick POS Lesabre piece of shit coming our way." And then I said, "Man, there's something ain't right about this Lesabre." And what wasn't right about it as it passed me and i looked out my window the car was being driven by no one okay like there was no driver what yeah i'm like what the fuck is it the headless horseman is driving riding the (laughs) buick what the hell you know is her is uh herbie the love bug going rolling you know Uh Uh and so i go hey hollywood there ain't nobody behind the wheel of that car. I think I must see what the hell's going on. Yes. So I, I jump in behind it, and again, the car's going northbound. I can't see nobody drive it. I get on the radio and go out of 140 control. They can go ahead and add 140. I'm getting ready to stop a 1967 Buick LeSabre, black over white. And they go, uh, Adam 140, uh, how many occupants in the vehicle? I said zero. How many drive? No, no, description of the driver. I said zero. <laughs> what? And they're, I said, they're like, uh, description of driver? I go, there is no description. I believe it's an invisible man. <laughs> and, you know, I could tell they're like, what is going on? I could hear them laughing. Uh-huh. And I said, yeah, control. I can't see anybody driving. And uh, I said, I'm going to light them up right here because we, you know, we we went through the projects, out of the projects, and into an area where a bunch of vacant houses okay. where all the winos would congregate and get drunk, right? With their with their wine bottles. Uh huh. Your uncles, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <my laughs> uncles, Uncle Dave. <laughs> Uncle and, Dave. Uh, <laughs> so 
I lift the dude up, boom, he takes off. He goes about, I don't know, a half mile, and we're still in the shitty area of vacant houses. And then he slams on the brakes, comes skidding to a stop okay. in that big-ass Buick, jumps out. And now I see that there is a driver. Okay. He, he must have been crouched down with his, with his fingers. <laughs> I don't know how he can see him. But he, but this son of a bitch takes off running, and you know he's he's scared, and uh, adrenaline's going through his body, so he immediately turns into Edwin Moses, and I'm trying to keep up with him, and he cuts between a house that's north of me, so I cut between a house that's just south of him. As I'm cutting between the house, it's you know it's of course there's no grass, it's all uneven ground. It's like you know vacant houses on the moon. That's what it looked like. Mm-hmm. And and I chase him, and there's like a wooded area in around this uh, little part of the project. Yeah. There's a wooded area, and he jumps into the woods, and I'm in there. And then he he jumps out. I chase him like another thirty yards, and he goes into an area of a patch of woods about the size of a garage, and he's laying down low. And then I'm, you know, I'm on the radio. I'm like, uh, I have 140 control. I got him here in a little, little wooded area. I could see all the way around. He's he's definitely in here. And then I heard cars. You know, we're coming your way, Adam. 140. I go 10-4. I've got the situation. And I'm like, hey, you son of a bitch! I know you're in there. You made me run. Come on out. Uh, don't make me come in after you because it looks like there's a lot of mosquitoes in there. And <laughs> you don't want to get I malaria. Yeah, I don't. I, I don't hear anything. And then one of our lieutenants comes up, super nice guy. And uh, I said, hey, the dude's right in here. I Just watch. I'm going in and getting him. He goes, you ain't going nowhere. I go, what do you mean, lieutenant? He goes, You're, I'm calling an ambulance for you. I go, what for? He goes, look at your leg. Uh, I look down at my right side, my right leg, and on the outside of my uh, thigh muscle, I notice a rip in my pants. Mm-hmm. I just thought, oh, I must have ripped my pants on something. I'm like, no, now, now you're really in trouble, you son of a bitch. I, you ripped my new pants. Right. And he and I said, I'm going in and getting him. And the lieutenant goes, no, I'm calling you an ambulance. Look inside the tear on your pants. A train. I could, I had a cut, two, two or three cuts on my leg, and I had one big cut. Mm-hmm. I could see all the way down to the muscle. Oh dear. When I did a, a roll on that, there was a bunch of broken glass, uh-huh. and I guess I landed on a big shard of glass that was like a scalpel, and uh. it sliced all the way down. I could see a gaping wound oh start bleeding, and now I'm really mad. I said, this fucker, I'm getting him. He goes, no, he had to physically restrain him. I go, no, I'm going to get him. I'm getting you. <laughs> and he goes, no, you're not. They call an ambulance, and uh, they said, they said, fuck this guy, let him go. They didn't care. They uh-huh. were just looking at my leg because uh-huh. I'm bleeding. Uh-huh. They throw me in the ambulance. And they, of course, they cut off my pants leg of my brand new pants that yeah. I just bought. Yeah. Well, you could just wear them as shorts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was gonna. Yeah, my police scores like Lieutenant Poly- Dangle. Poly. <laughs> Yes, just like <laughs> Lieutenant Dangle. I, I would have started the trend. <laughs> Great. But uh, anyways, so they zip me to the hospital. I don't feel anything because all the adrenaline, I'm not feeling anything. Right. But by the time we get to the hospital, that adrenaline's wearing off. And guess what? It hurts. It's starting to hurt like fucking hell. Yeah. I'm like, wow, 
this fucking hurts. Uh-huh. He whisked me in there, and this doctor, I think it was a doctor, could have been Dr. Mangula. <laughs> he, comes, he comes strolling in, and I said, hey, man, this is really starting to hurt. He goes, yeah, you got to cut down to the muscle. Of course it hurts. He goes, what we're going to do is we're going to numb it up because we got to sew that up because that's extremely deep. Mm-hmm. I said, all right. He, mm-hmm. he has this big ass needle. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, you know, it's like, to me, it looked like it was 15 feet long. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, the guns pointed at you, it looks mm-hmm. bigger. Mm-hmm. Syringe pointed at you, it looks mm-hmm. humongous. Right. Or your, your own penis. Uh, you, well, <laughs> let's, don't, let's don't get crazy. <laughs> you know, you it's look like, down at it, your penis, you think it looks yeah. way bigger than it really is. No, but. no. It's like objects in the mirror it definitely <laughs> look smaller than they actually are. <laughs> but. So he goes, okay, I'm going to numb this up, but I, ha- I have to put the I have to put this needle inside the wound. Oh. So this is going to be oh, it's going to be like really intense pain. Uh-huh. And then I thought he said for like two seconds. Uh-huh. I said, okay, I, I said, oh, okay, I, I brace right. He goes, no, it's going to be intense pain for thirty seconds. I go thirty, and he goes plunge. I go yeah. Oh. 30 seconds is an extremely long time Yeah, when somebody's digging a needle in you and Ooh. he was turning it around I guess oh. to put all the and yeah. I'm, I mean I'm breaking into a sweat and I'm like Rah! you know when it, you know, get at him they're trying to claw at him a little bit <laughs> and then he you know finally 30 seconds is over he goes oh Whew. and I said oh thank god that's over and he goes yep we're finally done with shot number one I go shot number one he goes yeah, shot number two he does a second time. Oh, and I, I'm like, going, oh, my God. And I'm trying to keep it together. And then finally, that 30 seconds is done. I said, you son of a bitch. You better not say get ready for shot three. And he just looked at me. And all of a sudden, plunged the needle in. I'm like, oh, I thought you said there was no shot three. He goes, you told me not to say shot three. Oh, my God. <laughs> and then after they sent me home, you know, when the pain medication wore off, yeah. my leg it was so sewn up with stitches that I couldn't straighten it out, do anything. So I was walking around like Frank, Frankenstein <laughs> Chester from Gunsmoke. And I was like, that no good son of a bitch. That, that was the, invisible man. Yeah, that fucking invisible man, asshole. <laughs> and so I, but I was off for like four days. But like I say, you know, I could, it was hard to move around, but I had gone down and got a warrant for his arrest because I found out the dude was an escapee from prison on one of those work release things, I guess. He just walked Uh away. Uh Uh-huh. And, uh... How'd you figure out who it was? Do you you remember? Um, uh, yeah, from the description and plate number, I think it was his girlfriend's vehicle, and they were looking for him. And so, uh, see, by then I gained more of a description besides the invisible man who was an (laughs) asshole. Right, as you were chasing him. Yeah, so, so as... Uh, go ahead. He was an escaped convict, or yes. at least escaped from work release, okay. Yeah, he was escaped from the work site. You know how uh, they used to go from the jail, yeah. work on something? Yeah. He walked off there, what? and I think it was his girlfriend's car, uh-huh. and so I guess they they figured out who he was and told me, so I go down and get a warrant for his arrest, and I thought that I should be able to go lock his ass up sounds fair don't to you right yeah, absolutely so my first day back to work like a week later yeah you know one of the uh, big bosses captain or whoever kind of stops me and uh, and goes listen i know you're thinking about going and locking that guy up but you ain't gonna have any part of it what? and i go why not 
he goes, well, everybody within the three block radius heard how you was going to kick his ass, blah, 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 <laughs> that son of a bitch. <laughs> so, yeah. uh, I don't want you. I said, I'm not. I, I'm level headed. Don't worry about it. <laughs> and then he goes, What's that in your pocket? Nothing. He pulled it out. Oh, the to do list. <laughs> eat, eat breakfast at Hardy's, take a shit at White Castle, kick the shit out of the guy. That <laughs> <laughs> made me cut up my eye. Oh, I found that on there. So oh. I, was, I was given strict orders stay away from that guy. Don't go anywhere near him. Dang. Because they all thought they all thought I was a maniac. I guess since, so. Yeah, since what? I almost had my leg cut off. And <laughs> oh, I was the, like, it, all right. the injury just keeps getting worse. Yeah, oh, yeah, it was a one yeah. inch, and, you know, uh, uh, cut. Now my leg's cut off. <laughs> now I'm a peg leg. I'm a pilot. <laughs> uh, so, so but, yeah. The, that, the, was, that, that was the good times in the uniform. Man, oh, man. Now, I'll tell you, okay, so... I got to go back to when he was invisible, right? Right. So, right. so what? He was just crouched so low that you just couldn't see. It. You couldn't see his head at all. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if he. I don't know if he's opened a door and was feeling on the ground like you know Ray yeah. Charles was creeping in the <laughs> six seven. But uh, I was like, I don't. You know, controls like a description of the driver. <laughs> I can't see. There's nothing. Now, when when you were. Uh, when you were in the car chase with him, did he ever? Did he put his head up to at least do that, or? I, you know, I, I could, I couldn't tell during the okay. car chase okay. because, remember, he's in a '67 Buick Lesabre yeah. that had a great big V8. So when he stomped on it, that thing was like a rocket. Right. Zoom. Right. Right. So it took everything I, had. you know, we had 350s in them uh, Impalas. Yeah. But still, when, when he kicked it down, man, he was gone. Man. Yeah. So yeah. Okay. Okay. I've never had a car chase with the Invisible Man or any other v villain in the com <laughs> comic books. Wasn't the Invisible? Wasn't the Invisible Man? Wasn't he a bad guy? I don't remember. I think the, I think the Invisible Man was a good guy. Was he? Okay. All right. Yeah. I think, I think he was a good guy. But this was uh, an Invisible Man that went bad. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> so, so anyways yes so, and you know what i completely forgot about that for 35 years i just thought of it today in fact i looked down and saw the big ass scar on my leg that's still there okay that's what i was going to ask you have you got a scar oh it's a big uh, scar okay okay yeah. ha, uh i mean uh <laughs> this sounds really weird uh, upper thigh Lower thigh. <laughs> yes, yes, it's upper thigh, Larry Flint. Um, if if I if I'm wearing my super short shorts again, Lieutenant Dangle, where the pockets hang below the shorts, you can see it. Okay. Well, I was just asking because I'm thinking, you know, maybe we need to take a picture of it, post it on our social media. Oh, yeah. Thanks. And oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, super easy war wound. So oh, maybe we can take a picture of the boil on my back that I got. <laughs> From being tased at taser training, <laughs> gotcha. that was a, that was a nightmare. You, uh, okay, are you serious? So, I'm serious, man. And, you know, <laughs> they they for some some dumb dumb got a brilliant idea that that the vice detectives who were locking up prostitutes should have a taser. Okay. But, but I knew it. I said, I don't want one of those. Yeah. That's... No, you got you got to have it. No. Nah. Well, it kind of backfired on them because you know. When the hooker decides to jump from the moving vehicle uh -huh. and you tase them, what happens? They plank. 
and they fall out like a two by four and mm-hmm. bounce down the street. So that was not a good thing, but they made me take it. So that meant I had to go to training. Right. And they said, do you want to ride the lightning? Cause everybody, for some reason has to be taste. Do you want to ride the lightning or do the daisy chain? Uh-huh. And I go, oh, Daisy's chain sounds kind of punkish. Now explain explain what you're talking about there. The, That's where everybody locks arms, right. and then the, each guy on the end grabs a wire, okay. and then they blast them. And that's and, the, the Daisy chain. Yes. Okay. Now, I'm the only one said I'd ride lightning, and when the, well, that was involved with was my partner. Uh, we'll call him Tef Gooden. <laughs> For some reason, he had to be the one to stand over me okay. with my shirt off okay. and shoot me from like about three feet away with the taser so that made sure the prongs hit me. <sighs> and and I was like, you know, I'm sitting there going, oh, my God. I had no idea how bad it was going to be. Yeah. And no, I, he shoots me with them prongs and then that taser thing. I thought my stomach was going to explode like alien and something was going to come out and go, way to go, dumbass. <laughs> Rode the lightning. I was like, ah! and, that, and that, I thought the 30 seconds of pain was bad when yeah. I was getting the needle. Yeah. This, this five seconds of the taser was the worst five seconds of my life. Damn. And, and you've and been th- shot and had cancer and all oh, that. Yeah. So that was child's play compared to this. <laughs> and... And then a couple of weeks later, I started noticing I had, had a pain in my, um, you know, just something hurt. And I thought it was like a pimple from where, from where they just ripped out the, you know, the sharp prongs. Uh-huh. I got an infection and I had to have that lance. And, and then, so that was like in 2010, fast forward seven years later, I started noticing that bump was getting bigger. Next thing, it's the size of a golf ball on my back. What? Yes, and it started hurting like hell. And, you know, you think women are zip monkeys. Like, let me squeeze that. Let me get a knife. Yeah, yeah. My wife is the total opposite of that. Okay. I don't want to see that. That's gross. (laughs) And uh, I'm like, can you not help me? And I thought, this was my sister. She would have been jabbing at me with a knitting needle Uh and uh, taking no prisoners. So then my sister-in-law comes over, my wife's lovely twin. Yes. She's a she's studying to be a nurse. Can you do something about this? And she's like, I don't want to. I'm like, oh my. Oh. So it got so bad. I can't believe I did this. Okay, this is grossing everybody out, but we're going with it. Let's hear it. I put. I went and found drawing salve at CVS. Okay. And this. Dr- I'm, this I'm dra- sorry. What? Drawing salve. Okay, I don't know what that is. Well, it's something that you put on the wound to draw out the infection. Oh. Back in Daniel Boone days, they would use like bear fat to put over uh, they, infected wounds. They'd use a poultice. That's what. That's basically what it is. Uh-huh. It's a poultice. Okay. But th- this poultice smelled like pine tar. Okay. So you're thinking, is this Mark McGuire's bat? But <laughs> I rubbed this on me, and it brought it to a head. Okay. But nobody had helped me, and it, of course, it's on my back. Uh-huh. To where I can only see it in the mirror if I'm holding a mirror. Uh-huh. So I'm holding a mirror, looking in the mirror, and I can see I, I got this giant boil on my back. Oh my Nobody's God. helping me. So I had to one-hand it with a needle, jab it in, <laughs> and, and then start squeezing the shit out of it. And there was, you might have to edit this. Nah. There was, there was so much pus. 
<sighs> shooting. I kept coming out in big globs, oh. like cones. And oh. then I thought, okay, I'm going to do the very last one. I squeezed it. I was like, ow! And it, I, I felt a, a pop. Yeah. And it was the last part of the core. Okay. But I, I couldn't find it anywhere. I'm like, where'd it go? Where'd it go? It's not in my hand. Where'd it go? And remember, my wife's grossed out by everything. Yeah. And, and um, so, you know, she's in bed. I do this to my I said, where is that big pile of gross pus? Uh, I couldn't find it. I, could, and I was like, shit, if she sees it, oh, she's going to bed for weeks. <laughs> I get up early the next day. She's she's prattling about in the, in the kitchen making breakfast. And so I go into the bathroom just to wash my hands. And she says, I'm going to be, hey, you're going to be done in there? I got to get in there and wash my hands. I said, I'll be here in a second. I'm going, I start to wash my hands. I look down at her special scented bar soap that she always uses. There's a giant pile of my boil pus. Oh, no. I was like, oh, shit. And I wiped it off real quick right as she comes walking in. Are you about ready? I got to wash my hands. It's so gross. And I said, here you go. Here's your special soap. Good. I hope you didn't get any of that gross bat pimple on it. <laughs> no, dear. Oh, my God. Yeah, she would have flipped. Oh, yeah. And she could throw a punch. You better look out. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Okay. So, holy moly. So, you're, now, wait a minute. You're saying that the site, and please disregard that beeping. It's just somebody calling me. Uh, the, uh, site of this boil is where one of the taser prongs went in exactly it's the exact site because they're you know basically they're not like okay let's gently remove these very sharp prongs they just ripped it out all right let's go get some lunch rip and i was like ow and then within three or four days i I start it felt like a pimple and i go i looked at it because i looked at you know and i saw it that very night where the hole was in my back and uh a couple of days later now it's a pimple yeah and then and then i you know was, it was able to get that squeezed out but then <laughs> it, it just slowly started growing and i was like well, i can't get to that and my wife won't do anything so you have to so, do it yourself yeah, you know s- I think i think you should sue the department for for damages of pain and suffering and, and, and uh, marring my perfect backside. <laughs> yes, absolutely. It's 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 marred the chiseled yes. Adonis that uh, Super E. Oh yeah. Is. Oh yeah. All right, we've lost it. Uh, I know. I, I see the viewership declining. Yeah, even it more. is. It is. Well, listen, those were fantastic stories. Uh, hope our listeners have a strong stomach for the end <laughs> yes. of that, and yes. um, you know. I might ship this to Dr. Pimple Popper. What, okay. I can't think of what her name was, but uh, yeah, that would have been a good one. Uh, all right. All right. Well, that's that's good stuff. You got anything else? Well, I just hope nobody eating mashed potatoes. Oh. Is <laughs> yeah, tapioca pudding. Oh. Uh, oh. oh, okay. That's right. enough. And on that, we're going to end. All right. See ya. See ya. Bye.